So during this um, session in the mornings, we'll be um, offering some meditation um, guidance. It says instructions on the schedule. Not my favorite word, so um, just some suggestions, some guide guidelines um, for the practice, for the actual meditation practice. And um, there's a real invitation with that to just kind of listen, feel, then experience and experiment for yourself what, what works with that. So it's, it's a kind of balance between openness, receptivity, and um, just taking in and trying out, and then also seeing how does that meet me? How does that apply to me? What does that mean in my experience? Um, it goes back a little bit to that kind of diversity and shared experience that um, we were mentioning last night in the opening talk. You know, where there's a lot shared between us as human beings, and that's why these kind of meditation techniques and, and guidelines that we'll be following are still here <laughs> 2,600 years after they were originally given. You know, they've been of use. To, to people like us over these years, and that's why they're still alive. But that being of use also meant that people like us listened, tried out, experimented, and, and found what was of use. And uh, there's a huge variety of techniques and guidelines for meditation also because of that. So to kind of, as we practice, um, as we listen, to really kind of keep that in mind, uh, keep that in, in heart. And in that same spirit, there's not a hierarchy in the, in the suggestions or guidelines that we'll be offering. So it's not like, you know, today is, is day one, beginners, and by day four, it'll be the advanced instructions. And if we can't follow them, then we've, you know, obviously failed at this. It's just different ways of approaching the practice, and they will be useful, or may be useful to, to different people at different times, so to really take it as that. Um, equally, if you have a meditation practice that um, works for you, that is useful for you, that is supportive for you, you can feel very welcome to, to um, engage with that over the days here. You know, we'll be mostly practicing meditation in silence, so you can really try what we're offering and then also use what, what you know is helpful. So Jenny was touching lightly this morning on, on the posture aspect of, of the practice, and um, I'd just like to say a little bit about it. Um, so part of what we are exploring, part of what we discover in meditation is that the body and the mind and the heart are all very connected. You know, it's not different, separate entities that we choose to, you know, connect or not connect. And so the, the physical posture is, is a very... Um, interesting and important part of, of our practice. 
it is it can be helpful to explore what's a posture that is supportive for me. Um, kind of traditionally, the the guideline is to find a posture that um, combines the possibility to be you know with a body is presenting some form of alertness or um, you know sometimes we use uprightness with openness and relaxation you know so a real kind of marrying those two together and that there's there's certain things that can help with that um, and I'll just mention them briefly one is is kind of what we call a solid base so to really have the the, the body supported as much as possible um, so that this uprightness we're like a tree that grows up from the ground you know we're not trying to hold up with tension, but actually something supports us to be present, for the body to be present. And so the contact areas can really help. Um, a primary one is the contact with the seat, so usually the buttocks with whatever we're sitting on, um, whether it's a cushion, a chair, or um, a, a meditation bench, if anyone is using that. Um, and then either knees or feet as well. So really that contact with, with, with the earth from which we can grow. And you can really um, take time to just explore that. You can do that now if you want a little bit, or you can do that um, during a break or a walking period to just see what is needed. Um, often we need more... Um, stuff that's the word that's coming to mind now then we think we would you know we have these images of these you know yogis and the posters who sit in full lotus position on the ground um with no cushions whatsoever and uh we think oh that's what we need to be doing and that's no you know it's not um we need to we need to find a way of sitting that's supportive so we may need to have more cushions um even if we're sitting, even on a chair, we may find that we need an extra cushion to angle or something under our feet or, you know, so really play with that. Something under the knee if we're sitting cross-legged to support the knee if the knee's not naturally coming to the, to the floor. Um, so, yeah, a real, um, a real encouragement to, to just experiment with that and to see if, the, if we can f sit in a way that's supportive for the body. Um, a few kind of things that we can pay attention that may may help with that is is an opening of the hips um, as we sit, um, which really supports the lower back. So just to to play with that, and um, if you have more questions, there'll be time for questions at the end of these sessions every day, or that's something you can explore in a in a one-to-one -one interview as well about that about the posture, and. With that, saying that, um, also really bringing in the fact that um, in, this, in this specific group that's here right now, we, we have kind of more um, specific needs. So, you know, there may be physical issues that don't really work with this, you know, balanced, grounded um, posture. So we may need to sit in a different way or lie down or stand for some of the time. And all of these are fine. You know, the Buddha 
taught meditation in four postures, um, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, and in the transition between the postures. So basically, he was saying we can meditate in any, any posture in any way. Um, so really listening and also sometimes emotional stuff can be showing itself in the body and so we may feel that actually emotionally what is helpful now is actually to lie down and have that sense of the groundedness coming from the earth and the openness and the support or if we need to lean on a wall, you know, all of that. So to, to really balance, just like if we're speaking about balancing the uprightness with a relaxation in the body, also in our attitude. Yeah, we're balancing that intentionality, that willingness, that bringing ourselves to the practice with kindness, with appropriateness, with listening to what I need and what can be supportive. And this is an ongoing journey, yeah? It's an ongoing journey with the body. It's not that we necessarily find the perfect posture and that's going to be, you know, we just come into the hall, we get into it, one, two, three, four, and boom, we're in deep meditative bliss for the rest of our lives. It's an ongoing process. The same with the internal. What do I need? What can be supportive? So to, to really open to that. So a little bit about the, the kind of mindfulness practice that we're going to be starting with um, today. So in a very kind of simple way, we speak about mindfulness, it's actually that capacity that we have to, to bring our attention to something. And this is capacity that we all have. You know, right now, that's what's happening. You're bringing your attention to what I'm saying. Yeah, that's mindfulness. So bringing the attention and then keeping it there. That's the practice. It's very, very simple, something that we, we know how to do, um, and yet needs more cultivation for most of us. Because you know, what we see when we do it is that the mind naturally moves away from the object. And so really accepting that as that's the natural process and that's the practice. Why, that's why it's called a practice. What happens through this, you know, bringing our attention to an object, what happens through this is that slowly the mind can settle. Yeah, the mind can settle. And then what happens? We see. We can see what's there, what's always there, while the mind moves. And so the image, I, I really apologize to people who've heard it before. I always use this image because I find it so useful, is, is of those... Um, you know, snow, snow globes that you pick up as a tourist souvenir in places. You know, it's got the uh, Eiffel Tower or Big Ben in the middle. And you, when you shake it, there's a lot of flakes and you can't see the thing. And you put it down and the flakes settle to the bottom 
and then you can see what's there. And this is actually what we're doing with our minds. So we're letting things settle. We're not forcing things to be quiet. We're not trying to create an experience, but through this practice of mindfulness, we're letting things settle so that we can see what is there, so that we can meet our experience. And this can take time. It will take time. Yeah, because it's it's against it goes against the natural conditions and habits that we have, which is to, you know, stimulate and be stimulated, to create movement and to follow movement when it's there. You know, memory comes, a thought comes, we naturally follow them, we naturally engage. And that's that's okay. We're human beings, that's what we do. But when we bring kind of use the mindfulness to come back to the object of meditation. We're slowly, slowly shifting that flow. And so just to allow um, that it may take time. And that's fine. At the same time, remembering that actually knowing the state of our mind is what matters. So it's not like uh, what we're aiming for, what we need to get is a still mind. We need to have this on for the recording, so just turn it down a little bit. So knowing, knowing that my mind is distracted right now, knowing that I'm um, caught up in memory, that in itself has a lot of value to us. So it's not that what we're aiming for is a quiet mind necessarily or a peaceful mind, that's nice, but the actual knowing, the actual meeting and familiarizing ourselves with who we are and with our experience. And I really... um, find it very useful to, um, to kind of see meditation in that way. You know, so meditation isn't about a specific state. It's about knowing our experience. It's about knowing ourselves. And in Tibetan, um, the word for meditation is gom, G-O-M, and that actually means to become familiar with, to become intimate with, to get to know. So just to kind of see where that meets us, you know, in our ideas of what meditation is. It's, it's about knowing. Any moment of knowing is a value. And particularly a value when we combine that knowing of our experience, that meeting of our experience with an attitude of gentleness, of kindness, when we let go of judgment and criticism. 
So bringing those two together. I like to sometimes speak about this practice as gentle curiosity. We're interested in our experience and we bring gentleness into that interest. And so this kind of creating an attitude is like creating a field of practice. Yeah, we're doing the practice, and I'll in a minute speak a little bit more about the specifics of it. But we're doing it within a field, an atmosphere. Yeah, that we're bringing internally and between us, creating this field. So, you know, willingness and kindness and gentleness, interest, curiosity, they're all part of this field. And to really like remember that this creation of the field of the practice is, is so crucial, so important to us. So when we notice judgment, when we notice criticism, when we notice confusion, Okay, so that's what's going on. Hello, you know. Can we just let that be, meet it, become familiar with it? It's part of who we are, you know, and it's part of being human. Often what happens in these situations is that we contract around and it's like, ah, oh, this, is, this is me, this is what's wrong with me. If we can just relax a little bit around that, this is what it is to be human. And this is what's showing itself right now. And this may be a habit that I know, may be a habit that's causing me a lot of pain. But right now, in this moment, can I just open to it and see it? And then come back to the breath. And so, back to the practice, to the actual, how do we do this? So like I said, the kind of basic way of of practicing is to use um, an object for our mindfulness. And uh, we'll be using the, the breath and the body. And we use this object to rest our attention with, to bring our attention to. We can really feel what language or what sense is appropriate here for us. And so we choose, we we choose to bring our attention to the breath. We rest it with the breath. And when our attention wanders, which it will, because again, we're human, then we acknowledge that that's what's happened. Physical pain is arising. Emotional pain is arising. You know, pointless thoughts are arising. Just thinking about something that doesn't matter at all, maybe. 
or this pattern is arising. So we acknowledge it and we then bring the attention back to the breathing. So that real balance of not pushing away with aggression and at the same time not um, getting caught up, not getting hooked into the story, into the experience, but just gently coming back. So not trying to stop the thinking or suppress our experience and at the same time not feeding it, not getting hooked and kind of um, sucked in. Again, an image that I find really useful for this process is like we're gathering ourselves again and again onto the breath. So it's not a sharp, disconnected or a very narrow focus. You know, often we think of meditation as, oh, I need to be concentrated, I need to be focused, and that brings tightness. But if we can just have this image of a gathering, we're gathering ourselves, we're gathering our attentiveness onto the breath. Or like I said before, we're resting into the breath. We can feel ourselves relaxing into the breath. And so just one kind of last thing for this morning is to break down this um, process of mindfulness a little bit into several steps which I found helpful. Again, you can see if they're helpful for you. And so with, with the practice, the first step is that we're making the intention to pay attention. Yeah, this is really important, the step we usually miss. Actually, okay, right now for this half hour period, I'm making the intention to pay attention to the breath. That's my intention. And then the second step is to actually do that, to bring the attention to the breath. The third is to notice when we're distracted. And like I said, it's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to get distracted. So just noticing. Okay, I'm distracted. So we notice the distraction. And I find it really helpful to acknowledge. Ah, you know, pain in the body. Pain in the heart, thinking. And then gently we come back to our intention. Gentle movement back to the intention. Ah, but for this period of time, my intention is to be with the breath. Coming back to the intention and then gathering the attention again on the breathing. And we will probably find ourselves doing this many times. <laughs> through a half-hour period. And that's, that's, that's what the practice is. We're not doing anything wrong. We just keep coming back.
can also be helpful to remember that we're doing this for our own good, you know, that this is something we're doing as an act of kindness to ourselves, and that can also be really worthwhile reflecting on. The beginning of a meditation period or through a meditation period, if, if there's a lot of distraction or movement in the mind. Now I'm doing this as an act of kindness to myself, and can I connect to that kind of bigger intention and then gently rest into the breath. So let's kind of settle into our into our posture for this time. And it is a real valuable part of our practice. So to, to feel into the body, to feel into the energy, what would be a supportive posture for me right now? And settling into that. And as you settle into the posture of the body, really just paying attention, just checking in if there's any adjustments that would support the body right now. knowing that discomfort will arise, but seeing if we can do the best for our body right now and in, in finding a, a supportive posture. And then with that, just turning the attention, bringing the attention into the body. We can Bring the attention into the contact areas of the body with the ground or the seat. Really feel that contact. The way the body rests. Into the seat, into the floor.
can also gently open our attention to the contact of the body with itself. Parts of the body are touching each other. The hands might be touching each other or the legs. And also feeling that contact. Gently grounding our attention in this in the sensations of the contact. And for some of us, these areas of contact, both contact of body with the ground and the body with itself, can be extremely grounding. And so feeling free to come back to that grounding contact whenever needed through the practice. When you're ready, gently seeing if it's possible to expand the awareness, the attention from just the contact areas of the body with the ground, the body with itself, to an awareness of the whole sense of the body, just a wide large sense of the body. Sitting or lying here. Within this field of body awareness, feeling the sense of the body grounded in the contact and then widening out. opening to feel the sensations of the breath happening in the body. Initially, just opening to see How is the breath being experienced in the body right now? Just opening to see.
seeing what we find. Might be a very subtle light movement of sensations might be more pronounced. But right now the breath is happening in my body. How does it feel? Now in your own time, seeing if you can follow the breath feeling it enter the body and the nostrils and it flow through and down through the throat chest, belly areas and out again. So in your own time for a few breaths, following the breath as it flows through, noticing areas that I might not be able to connect the sensation of breathing, areas where it's clearer, more accessible. So without trying too hard, without too much effort, just feeling the breath as it flows through your body right now. And then for the rest of this meditation period, 
Just noticing an area in the body where it feels more natural, more easeful to connect to the sensations of the breathing and resting your attention there, making that your home. If there isn't a specific place, you can either just choose somewhere or stay with the flow, that's just the sense of the flow of the breath in and out. And just resting your awareness with the breath in your chosen place or with the whole flow of breathing, making that our home, place where we center and gather our attention to for this period of time. So making the intention to pay attention to the breath. And then gently bringing your attention to the breathing, resting your attention with the breathing. Whenever we notice distraction, we gently come back. No big deal. Notice that we're distracted, acknowledge that. Come back to that intention to pay attention, intention to rest into the breath. Remembering to keep our attention as open, as relaxed, as receptive as possible. So if we notice we're reaching out for the breath, we're trying to find the breath, seeing if we can just gently relax. Let the breath come to you.
So wherever you find yourself, gently acknowledging distraction, confusion, coming back to the intention to be with the breathing. Gently bringing the attention to the breath, coming home to the breath, resting into the breath.
So are there any questions about the practice? Remembering that everything is welcome. If you're feeling shy, it's an extra reason. Okay. So yeah, there will be more time to to ask questions, um, both in here and and in the personal interviews. So really feel invited to do that if if that's coming up for you. And so through the morning today, we'll be alternating between meditation sessions, which will be in silence here in the hall together, and walking meditation, which is um, a more individual practice that we do. And I'll just like to give some um, a bit of um, guidelines for the walking practice. And so for most of us, it's, it's a really beautiful um, combination between practicing in a still position, like we're doing here in the hall, and then practicing that same attentiveness in movement. Um, it can be a really, really um, deepening kind of flow. With a walking practice, typically we... Um, use the body as the grounding place for our attention. Um, it can be the, the sensation of the feet on the ground. So really feeling the contact with the earth as we walk. And then the, the sensations that are there. And so initially the um, encouragement is to um, find a walking place for yourself, just like we have our little nest in the hall. It can be really supportive if we have a stretch where we do our walking practice. Um, it can be indoors in the walking room, which is just this way, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, or it can be outdoors um, in the ground somewhere and really find a place that you're going to spend a period of walking in and it can be helpful to walk more slowly or to move more slowly um, than you used to um, maybe a lot more slowly but finding the kind of the right pace for yourself and really letting the attention come into the body so we usually um, have the gaze somewhere on the ground in front of us so that we're still quite collected and there's less stimulation coming from the outside. And just feeling the contact with the ground or feeling the movement of the body as we move through. And letting the 
the attention, the awareness really be settled into that. And that's what we come back to. So when we're distracted, we just come back to that sense of body and that specific foot on the ground can sometimes be helpful to um, break it down into more detail. So it can be the contact of the foot resting into the earth and feeling the weight of the body resting into the earth and then the movement as that foot starts to come up balance of the body naturally shifts to the other one and this one's coming up and that one's coming down it'd be really beautifully grounding and at the same time also very connecting you know even though our gaze is down but we can feel the movement of ourselves through space through life practicing outside it may be more pronounced practicing indoors it may be less and again finding your way of doing this is having um, one of the most kind of profound experiences I had of walking meditation was many years ago uh, where a good friend of mine who's been uh, who had a spinal cord injury and has been in a wheelchair since we were 14 came out to India um, to meet us for a retreat and he used to do walking meditation in the wheelchair just outside the the temple in, in Sarnat in, in India, for those who know. And I, I just remember that experience of being in the grounds doing my practice and him doing his practice and just that moment. So, you know, we're emphasizing feet on the ground, but whatever is connecting to the body and that sense of the flow, the movement of our body through the bigger body, we can say, of, of life. Um, really using that. And to also throw in that um, it can be interesting to notice the, the, the change you know, between the times when we're practicing here together. <laughs> and that really offers a lot of support. You know, we're not very likely to get up in the middle of a sitting and walk off to get a cup of tea because the guidelines are really clear that we don't do that. <laughs> But if it's walking practice, we can notice, you know, the mind saying, ah, oh yeah, cup of tea. And the pilgrimage, the real shrine is the tea area, you know. Or, you know, oh yeah, you know, I put my socks in the wrong drawers in my room. You know, maybe I should go and do that. And to have humor there, you know, not, not to bring heaviness, but just to notice what happens. It can be very, very insightful. We can learn a lot about ourselves. So to see if we can bring, you know, obviously this is a time you, you need to go to the toilet. It's fine to have a drink. Um, but to just see what happens around it and, and how can we gather ourselves into the practice of the walking also when there's more of that um, space, we can say or less external support um, to actually staying with it. What comes up? With, really with that gentle curiosity, you know, so not the judging, shooting voices, but the curious, interested voices to bring that in.
yeah, good reminder. And of course, if you know the energy levels are not um, do not fit walking or movement, then feel free to carry on practicing um, in a, in a still position in the hall, outside, in your room, whatever feels suitable. So that's equally um, valid and, and worthwhile. But uh, equally noticing the, the cup of tea shrine pulls in that case as well. And yeah, and seeing, yeah, seeing what sense of rest, what sense of support can come from the practice for us through the morning. Yeah, so thank you for your listening and willingness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.